dear ones, and welcome to Subtle Medicine Radio, brought to you by InnerSpark. This is the resource for the sensitive soul looking to reclaim their power and reconnect to their magic through remembering how to trust their bodies, align with nature and cosmic flow, leverage their subtle energies, and transmute trauma and pain into gifts and purpose. Get ready to dive into all things holistic healing, natural living, conscious relating, epic life-changing, and spirituality, all steeped in earth-based wisdom. I'm your host, Devin, and with me as always is my co-host and podcast producer, Mike. Hey! On today's show, episode 28, we're getting back into the topic of feminine shame after episode 17's popularity. So today, I'm going to discuss dispelling and healing feminine shame through pleasure and the many ways that that can look in our daily life. So let's dive in. Let's go. What is feminine shame, right? Let's start there. I talk a lot about shame because it's a very important topic, and I talk particularly a lot about feminine shame. And regardless of anatomy or personal gender identification, we are all carrying a legacy of feminine shame, all of us. I refer to feminine energy as spiral energy and masculine energy as triangle energy. And I prefer these terms because they don't come loaded with all of the connotations that we hold about the words feminine and masculine. Yeah, something that I used to really struggle with as a kid and a teenager was the fact that I didn't have any uh, male role model growing up. Um, I didn't have anybody to show me what it meant to, quote, like, be a man. And uh, it did cause a lot of challenges for me um, at certain points, but not because nobody showed me how to be a man. It's that there was nobody there to help me become the person that I wanted to be. You know, when you get rid of the gender binary language of like, be a man or be a woman, um, that's what it's all about is, is being a whole person, um, a complete person. So I think that, you know, that's what we all want for ourselves and for future generations. Right. Anyway, um, I, I didn't have that kind of role model. And even though that you know, caused me so much difficulty. It's also one of the things that I can and continue to, uh, to use a word that you use often is to transmute that, uh, all those years of confusion and hurt, you know, I got some advantages from that. Uh, one of the biggest advantages is that while nobody showed me how to fill this gender binary role, uh, of being a man, I was also never indoctrinated into manhood, You know, I was never trained on like machismo behavior. And so I know I don't have a lot of the phobias and complexes that seem standard issue for a lot of other men in our culture and society. So I have not been as inhibited from embracing my spirally feminine nature as much as I may have been if there was a father figure to tell me how to behave a certain way or whatever. So yeah, I had a a lot of struggle and shame to get through. But now that I am my own complete person, I'm actually very proud of both my spirally and triangular kind of aspects of myself. So I guess that's, that's all about that uh, transmutation, right? Absolutely. And that did really offer a clean slate and a very unique opportunity to you. And it's interesting how there were still flavors of shame that that revealed themselves. And I imagine that this feminine shame, even though that manhood indoctrination was missing, was still quite evident. So I talked at great length about these principles, spiral and feminine, or yeah, spiral as feminine and triangular as masculine in episode 17, Feminine Shame. So I'm not going to totally recap 
today here, you can go back and listen or re-listen to that episode because I want to get into healing with pleasure. But just to briefly recap, the spiral aspects of our existence are those that are fluctuating. And so remember, this is beyond gender and gender identification and physical body anatomy. So these are our universal cosmic aspects of being. So the spiral aspects of our existence are those that are fluctuating and ever-changing, lunar, passive, expansive. The triangle aspects are more fixed, rigid, predictable, solar, and contractive. So what is feminine shame or spiral shame? It's an inherent shame, mistrust, and judgment of these parts of ourselves that are impermanent and in a constant state of flux. As a society, we definitely shun these ways and prefer the more active, linear, predictable, unchanging aspects of life. And seeing as how those are not really all that abundant, there's much to find ourselves wary of, and that comes at the expense of the counter side of these energies, which is the spiral or feminine aspects. So what is in flux and ever-changing about ourselves? Pretty much everything, right? Our emotions, our physical body, and yet we're taught to keep it together, to not have strong emotions, to not age, right? How much money is spent in this country alone on anti-aging and not aging. We're taught to not reveal that our bodies do things like create waste or, or bleed monthly. And as women in women's bodies, we carry the brunt of this more heavily. And as sensitive women in sensitive bodies, we carry so much shame, hesitancy, guilt, and are basically walking apologies. So why work to bring wholeness to this? What's it actually creating? And to put it simply, we really can't continue this way, the way that we are right now. Addictions and mental health crises, for example, continue to rise and are impacting women more than men. This way of being is keeping us small, and it is maintaining a really sick and dysfunctional status quo wherein we normalize the questionable treatment to which we're subjected. We have come to normalize women's suffering and almost expect it. We normalize women's physical health challenges. We normalize and perpetuate the belief that women are dependent, weaker than, hysterical, and that their intuition or connection to the earth is just a bunch of bullshit old wives' tales. And yet we know deep down this is bullshit. Yet we've been programmed through centuries to believe otherwise. So when we have those thoughts about these these programs being bullshit, we think we're crazy. We become ashamed of stumbling upon this latent magic within. We feel helpless and hopeless because we feel that the bridge between our current state and that magic is just too damn big to ever be built and we don't even know where to begin. Bottom line, feminine shame is done. We can no longer as a species operate in a way that perpetuates this kind of thinking and treatment. I just look at the planet, the state of health of the planet. She is really suffering. We really attempt to control every aspect of life and think that we can outsmart it. We genetically modify shit rather than just working with nature and the soils and the seasons. We rely on stimulants and other outside lab-made creations to manipulate the body into doing what we want it to do rather than giving it the materials and support to encourage its natural function. It knows what to do. We have become terrified, cynical, and skeptical of anything that is natural. Alternative and holistic, and I'm doing air quotes like you can see me, are thought of as new age, 
and unreliable, when they've been around since the dawn of humans and will continue to be around after us. We cover our bodies with chemicals to hide odors that are caused by the food-like stuff we ingest that in no way nourish our bodies. We continue to rape and pillage and demand from the earth. We demand from ourselves. And we have become increasingly disconnected from the innate rhythms and spirals of life herself. This is all feminine shame. Shame of the spiral. Fear of the spiral, which breeds the shame. As women, and again, especially sensitive women, because that's who I'm talking to. You're me. I'm you. I get you. I feel you. I see you. Everything about us is super spirally. We are mocked and shamed because we are feared. And all of this makes us feel shame about ourselves because we're different. So I'm thinking about how I can relate to feminine shame. And I will never know what it's like to be in a woman's body, uh, to have grown up in a society that treats women a certain way and treats the inevitable changes uh, that you go through as something to be ashamed of. I So I'll never get that. But um, I do know what it's like to be a human being living on Earth. So when you talk about feminine shame and resisting spirals and changes uh, in the context of what we're doing to the planet, uh, that's something that I can very much relate to. And I just had a thought about feminine shame from the masculine perspective. And maybe you can help me understand this better. Um, but it it's coming across to me as like a fear of failure. So like, why do we pump the world full of GMOs and chemical pesticides and all this unnatural shit? You know, we don't respect the earth cycles. We demand a constant high output. We can't accept that the fields we're plowing need a rest. I mean, this is like a perfect analogy for how we run our daily lives. We demand a constant high output from ourselves with no rest period, and we consider it a failure to deliver anything else. Not even anything less, but just anything different. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is an excellent example to really illustrate what I'm saying here. So thank you for painting that. It is a fear. It's a fear of impermanence. It's a fear of our own human limitations and mortality, really all of it. Surrendering to the ways of the spiral can feel incredibly scary, especially in a culture that has been indoctrinated with beliefs about having dominion over things and promises of everlasting life. These aren't natural. And these are ideologies that are completely disempowering and have us looking outside of ourselves. Our spiral is within, our power is within, our divinity and connection to source is within, and there's nothing outside of ourselves. There's nothing to fear when it comes to surrendering to that inward knowing, that inward wisdom. And so I think that that fear of this divinity being within kind of keeps us in this autopilot hyperactive sheep mode. <laughs> I just had this hyperactive sheep. I like that sheep because we're just not questioning and we're following blindly and hyperactive because we're doing so at a very hyperactive pace and only getting faster following so, urgently hyperactive sheep following urgently all right so what's pleasure let's get to why we are here today because i could keep going about feminine shame and yet we, I think, can all agree there is a problem. I think I've done a very good job illustrating it. And if you have more examples, people listening, please come share them with me. And now let's get into some ways of just quitting this nonsense. It's centuries. Like, it's, it's done. So let's put it to bed. A great way to do that is with pleasure. So what is pleasure? I've touched on many remedies for healing feminine shame in previous episodes, in 
blog posts and on social media posts. Um, they're, they're out there. And so today I'd like to offer another, and that is pleasure. And many of us have come to think of pleasure as only sexual. And while that's certainly a very major and necessary part of healing feminine shame, it's not the only one. So when I say pleasure, do me a favor and just take a breath. And when I say pleasure, what comes to mind for you? Little word association. Don't judge what comes up. Don't try to like make sense of it. Just what what comes up for you? And if it is something that's more sexual in nature and there is that kind of shameful, distorted definition, you know, that we've kind of been programmed with, that's that's fine. That's beautiful. That's perfect. And just bring some awareness to that because that may be blocking you and preventing you from receiving the vast opportunities of pleasure in your daily life. So just noticing what comes up when you hear me say pleasure. Pleasure takes on many forms. And the main thing is that it is something that evokes a sense of joy, supreme presence, and an affirmation of life within you, not anyone else. It looks different for everybody else. So pleasure is something that evokes a sense of joy, supreme presence, and an affirmation of life within you. What brings me pleasure is different than what brings you pleasure. Honor your pleasure. Follow your pleasure. We must have a relationship with pleasure, and to have a relationship with pleasure, we must be able to receive. Yes, receive, receive, receive. Receiving is such a challenge among my clients and sensitive women, and really women in general. To receive requires being receptive, which requires being in a state of ease and in that rest and digest mode as opposed to the fight, flight, or freeze that many of us have just become way too cozy with. And so being in rest and digest requires a sense of surrender, and it requires presence. And we cannot be in a state of surrender and presence if we're not in our bodies. And we cannot be in our bodies if we are in our heads. And many of us are in our heads because we're constantly using our sensitivity as a way of judging and perceiving the circumstances and people around us so that we can stay safe and not be fully seen in our authentic essence, which is one of supreme spirally energy. See this little cycle that I've painted? Yeah. So ultimately, one of the key ways to heal feminine shame is with pleasure, which requires an ability to receive. Authentic pleasure requires that you know yourself and trust what brings you true joy and pleasure and not try to deny it or pacify it with those quick fixes that aren't actually pleasurable in the long run, like emotional eating binges, for example. I have definitely been there personally many times. And some of those band-aid quick fixes that we that we use to pacify ourselves and, and attempt to bring us pleasure, right, that that I'm doing air quotes pleasure, that fake pleasure, it's really coming from a sense of shame around our needs, like what really would bring us pleasure at that time. Maybe it's a desire to be held and we don't want to ask for that need to be met because we have to be seen in our in our softness and some of our tenderness and there's shame and fear in that. So it can feel easier to go have that drink or go buy that thing or go... Uh, scroll through Instagram or eat all the things than to truly go after what does bring us pleasure. And a key component is is strengthening your capacity to receive. So how do we do that? 
To begin to bring more pleasure into your life, you must continue the journey of knowing thyself to understand and feel what is truly pleasurable to you. Pleasure lives in the body. It's not something to think about or calculate or study. It has a, it has a specific resonance in your body, so befriend it. Think of something right now that brings you pleasure. The simpler, the better. Like, just keep it so simple. There's so much that's pleasurable. The warm rays of the sun on your skin, for example. So think of something really simple. Maybe it's the laugh of a child or the way that your dog's fur feels or listening to my voice (laughs) or um, cooking or making art. Just something that's so simple and so pleasurable to you. Think of this right now and really submerse yourself in that experience. So draw this this image, this experience into your mind and really put yourself there and see it all, feel it all, notice the emotions that arise and specifically notice the sensations in your physical body. So noticing the sensations in your physical body as you are painting this pleasure picture for yourself of this just simple, beautiful part of your life. This sensation in your physical body is your unique pleasure frequency. So follow this, get to know this, befriend this. This is how pleasure feels in your body. And as you create more space for this and really receive it and let this wash over you, more of it will present itself. Befriending your subtle energies can make this all feel more clearer and intuitive and can help to unclog the muck that gets in the way of trusting yourself and your body. Develop your own intuitive energy healing practices and strengthen your boundaries, feel more grounded, and become the clear channel that you're meant to be, this clear channel of light and pleasure and love. And episode 25 was um, all about simple energy healing, especially for sensitives, and there's also a blog post about that. Another way to strengthen your capacity to receive and invite more pleasure into your life is to check out my my Yoni course. I created this three-day self-paced Yoni exploratory specifically for sensitive women to deeply embody and reconnect with mm, those primordial, ancient, original Yoni energies beyond body parts and beyond what we've been programmed. There are beautiful practices in there ranging from expressive arts to shamanic journeying and more. So check out... Um, innerspark.life slash yoni. And then also episode 22 was all about de-shaming and reclaiming the yoni. There's some really fabulous practices in there to to re-engage with those, those energies, not just the physical body. However, another really profound way to get into the body, which strengthens your capacity to receive, which aids in this journey of really knowing yourself and peeling away layers of unnecessary untruths and traumas and just outdated bullshit is to literally get into the physical body and create experiences of physical pleasure. Sexual pleasure in that iteration of pleasure is profoundly transformative and healing. It impacts all layers of our being, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. It instantly puts us in a deep state of ease and rest and digest mode. It quiets the mind. It clears energies It dislodges trapped and stagnant emotions, particularly from the womb and the cervix, this kind of root and sacral chakra area of the body. Uh, Betrayals especially are stored in the sacral chakra, and betrayals can certainly cause a lot of energetic scar tissue and (laughs) 
not make us want to be receptive or be seen in any way that we deem weak because that would open us again to another hurt, another betrayal. So there's a lot there to be worked with. Orgasms in a woman's body create powerful physical waves throughout the cervix and womb. And so these these waves, these pulsations help to clear this area and bring more awareness, both physically and energetically. Physically, as a result of trauma, we can really numb out of these places and they can feel rather inaccessible, like the this very lower abdominal, um, even parts of our, our yoni herself can feel very very cut off and very inaccessible. And with practice, orgasm can serve as a really powerful tool for some epic personal alchemy. And I think I should do a whole show about that. It's something I'm very passionate about. And yeah, using the womb as a space, a kind of a cauldron of uh, transmutation and creating what we really want in our lives through this, these powerful energies. I mean, just think about it. Orgasms create life, create babies. You know, they they are profoundly transformative and pro- profoundly pleasurable, profoundly healing. And like I said, that's just one way of bringing pleasure into your life. There's so much more. You can take deep breaths. You can really feel the clothing on your skin. You can really feel and, and the, the soft fabrics. You can really enjoy the breeze on your cheeks, enjoy a glass of water when you're really thirsty, or that feeling of going to the bathroom when you really have to go. There's so much simple pleasure throughout our daily lives, and the body is really the conduit for that. So re-entering the body opens us up to more pleasure. Bring pleasure into your life intentionally. Make space to receive. Where are the sticky parts around receiving for you? So we all kind of have those little areas. What What's the story for you? Is it unworthiness? Is it shame? Is it fear? Allow yourself to really receive the divine love and grace within you and around you at all times. You are a walking emanation of stardust love and beauty. And your life gets to be pleasurable if you create the space and if you allow it and believe that it can be. And I (laughs) feel like I'm sounding like some kind of, I don't know, uh, fake ass like motivational speaker. Like, yes, you can. But it's true. It really is. And trust me, I might not seem like it on the outside, but I have come from I'm a recovering super cynic because there was so much shame and so much hiding for me. And I didn't believe in any of this. I thought it was all a bunch of crap. (laughs) I was like, maybe for other people, but I don't get this because my life is hard. My life is this. And it's really not the case. It doesn't have to be this way. And so these simple things like just presencing pleasure, profoundly, profoundly transformative. And so, like I said, receive your breath, be with your food and really savor it. Receive the love of your own touch, enjoy the softness of fabrics, and really just keep practicing and notice how it becomes easier and notice how more pleasure reveals itself to you. And then notice the stories around shame just falling away. Okay, so that is all the time we have for today, loves. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? No, it's great. Excellent. Come continue this conversation with me. Tell me about how feminine shame shows up in your life. Tell me about your relationship with pleasure, your capacity to receive. And most importantly, I'm really curious about what brings you pleasure. What brings pleasure into your daily life? So reach out to me. 
in my Facebook group, Transmuting to Nourish, Awaken, and Thrive. The link is also on my homepage at innerspark.life. And yeah, send me an email, send me a message. I would really, really love to hear from you. And on that note, I know that there are so many of you here. It's been such a an honor and very humbling to watch as the analytics roll in each week and the numbers are increasing. And it's just, I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being here. And I know that there are lots of you that are here. And I imagine because you're in my field that you're a lot like me in the sense that you value maybe your privacy or your anonymity or just really enjoy good conversations and and receiving some some good insight and some things to think about and then kind of go on with your day. And I am so freaking passionate about my work and about sharing and really want to ensure that this isn't just a one-way conversation, you know, Devin's monologue. I really want to hear from you. I want to know you. I want to know what's on your heart. I want to know how these episodes are serving you. I want to know what you want to hear and learn more about. I want to know what has been helpful. I really want to know you and what's on your heart because ultimately I have some big plans and they involve us coming together in community. So I've put together a little survey and it's in the show notes. And if you wouldn't mind just taking a few moments of your time to take it, um, it would really mean a lot to me, truly, because I really want to know you. I want to know your heart. The the survey is totally anonymous. Um, You may reveal yourself totally if you would like to, and it is anonymous and um, it's painless and simple. And I would really love it if you would take it. So it's in the show notes and thank you so much. 